Hi, and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Thank you. You can be seated. I just wanted to share a scripture from Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9. Also, um, Gary, my husband, sends his fond regards and his well wishes to you all. And, uh, yeah, and just on behalf of my family, my children, um, they are all well. I've got them all married off now. That's, that's a, a relief and a, a tick of the box. Uh, my two sons, um, some of you would know, know them. They are both dads now. Um, Andrew's got a little girl who's 15 months. And John is the proud father of a little eight-week-old boy. His name is Austin. And Lauren is um, paving the way, <laughs> as only Lauren will. Um, she's going fantastic married to a wonderful young man who she went to school with and uh, married and doing fantastic. So I just want to say I am rich because of my family. Okay, Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9. It says, After the death of Moses, the son of the Lord, uh, sorry, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Powerful passage of scripture that I, I suppose I, I've been in this passage um, time and time again and, and just receiving something fresh from it because God is always doing a new thing. God is always moving and he wants us to move with him. And uh, for Joshua, it was time for him to lead and to take on new responsibilities. It came upon the death of Moses and the period of time wandering in the wilderness. 
And that stage of, Joseph, of Joshua's life was about to finish. And really, when you consider that, that would have been a low point in Joshua's life. It was a time where he was grieving for Moses, where the era of Moses, following after Moses, all those years that he was faithfully following after him and his vision, suddenly it's gone. And the reality hit him like a ton of bricks when God said, Arise, go forward. The same promise that I gave to Moses, I've, I've given to you now. Your time to lead, Joshua. Your time to take charge and move forward. When God declares something is dead, we've got to rise up and move forward. We've got to move away from what was in the past. We have to move away from what is dead or finished, or we'll die in that place. Joshua had to rise up and move forward away from wilderness living, away from the era of Moses, and away from following Moses. God was no longer in the cloud or in the pillar of fire. But he was across waiting for Joshua at the Jordan uh, and waiting for, for Joshua and, and the Israelites to cross over. So if we don't continually move where God is, the place where we come is a wilderness. We're not called to stay there, but to break away from it. And I believe as a church we're, we're called to break away from where we are. This is a moving ship. The wind of, of the Holy Spirit has already set the sail and the sail is full blown and it's moving. It's moving. So you have to move with it. And it's difficult sometimes to step into a, a season of change. There can be resistance. There can be, oh, I don't want to move forward or I don't know how to move forward or don't you understand where I'm at? I cannot possibly move forward. But when God's word says, calm, I'm no longer where you are, but there's more for you. There's more across the river, across the Jordan, and that's where I'll be. We've got to move across into that new place. We're not meant to remain in a bygone era. We're not meant to remain in a season that has finished the end of a season is not the end of your life, but the beginning of a new one. But we, we can resist change, can't we? You know, and, and I find, being the age I am now, the older you get, the harder or the more resistant you come to change. And uh, it's, it's sobering for me because God is continually challenging me to keep stretching out to keep moving ahead, to keep letting go of what you're familiar with and what you might be skilled with and what might be your comfort place and what might bring your, sec your security and stepping out into an unknown territory. And it's, it's uncomfortable. And there's, you've got to break away from the un unwillingness to step into what you don't really know. You don't know what it's going to bring up in your life. You don't know what... Uh, uh, demands really the change will make of you and so we tend to resist it and stay put but before we know it we, we find out well where's God where is God because he's not he won't sit with you he is a moving God he, he is a leader and he's our Lord so we, we've got to follow after 
where he is saying for us to go. And as a church, I believe that God is shifting the goalposts and wanting us to allow him to do a work that will enlarge our capacity, to carry a new set of responsibilities, to, to learn new skills, to make room for more of him so he can work that work of shifting from where you are to where he wants you to be. If you don't move forward, the danger of being stuck where, where you are looking at the same window with the same view year after year. And in time, you're still looking at the same view, the same window and thinking, I'm fed up with this view. This view has not changed. The same tree, the same dog, you know, the same whatever. It's, all, it's the same. And, and we, we start to complain about what we're looking at. And we start to say to God, you know, move upon my life. Change things. I'm desperate. I'm sick of where I am at. But the answer to that is no, you move. You move where I am. I've got a wonderful scenery. I have got panoramic views for your life. <laughs> you know, step up to where I am. There's an expansive world out there for you to yet explore. Come up with me. But often we want God to come down into our level. And he won't because he loves us. He loves us and he sees the potential in your life. We often don't see the potential that is in us. We, we just build our lives around you know, what, what is comfortable, what is secure for us. But there's things in our lives that are yet untapped. There's, you know, there's new influences um, to, to experience for your life. There's new people to meet. There's, there's new challenges to climb. There's new, you know, new mountains. We are born to explore unknown territory as Christians. We are, should be the great explorers of uncharted waters. And, you know, probably about a year ago, God was speaking to me about having an adventure, adventurous spirit. And I saw Jesus as a, as a teenager. You know, and as a teenager, you're full of life, you're full of vision, you're full of... You'll just have a go at anything. And he, he carries that. He carries that, that boyish um, recklessness, in a sense, of, of fun. And he wants us to engage in that, in that side of, of Jesus and to carry that sense of adventure of having a go. Let's do it. You know, this, let, let's have that pioneering spirit that we'll just have a go and see what we're made of, see what we can do. With God, you can do all things. But in the all things, there are things that you have not yet even begun to think about. But you will discover what they are when you move, when you move with him. You might think, I don't have a vision. I can't see anything. But vision comes, it starts with meditating on the word. The, the word breathes vision. You cannot read the word without it giving you a picture, giving you a, an idea, giving you a, a word to obey. That's where vision can come from. When God speaks a promise into your life, that's your vision. 
That's what you're aiming for. And that is where you need to get up from where you are and move. It could be as, as simple as, um, you know, reach, reaching out to the lost. We, we hear about it from Josh all the time. Let's reach out to the lost. Well, have, have I reached out to my next door neighbour yet? It starts with that. It starts with hearing what is preached from the word, meditating what is, what is um, you're reading from the word. And you get it. There's goals set everywhere in the book for us to aim for. So nobody, it, it's, it's a, a misconception in your life if you think that I just don't have a vision. Because you do. You do, but sometimes, and I know this myself, there's cataracts in your eyes. There's things that are, are blocking the vision. There's things that actually argue against the vision. And the cataracts can say, I can't. I don't believe I can do that. I don't have the money. I don't, you know, you don't understand what's happened to me. My, my world has just blown apart. And you want me to step forward? I don't have the strength to it. But these are all the things of, I can't, I can't, I can't, the things that obstruct the vision of what is in here for your life. A vision is designed to break you away from how you perceive yourself. You don't know what is inside of you until something outside of you breaks off the limitations that you have placed in your own thinking. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to confidence. I know that you know, God is doing a work in my life concerning confidence. You know, it's always, that's for somebody else to do because they're so, they're so great at that. But, you know, I, I need to develop a confidence and we all need to develop a confidence in God of what he says that we can do. He believes in you because he believes in himself. And you carry the Holy Spirit <laughs> that it lives inside of you. So we've got to listen to that, that urging, that prompting, that, that come on, that adventure thing to rise up and to get us out of a bog and to explore life. If you talk to um, any, anyone who has that adventurous spirit, their, their countenance is just alive. They're willing to have a go. And... And do they have setbacks? Do they fall down? Yes. But there's this thing and I'm just bounce back. No, I'm going to go again. I'll learn from that. Let's, let's go again. And there's a, a joyful boyishness or I won't say adolescence because it kind of brings in the wrong picture, but there's this, there's this youthfulness that no matter how old we are, we can engage in. It's like Caleb. He's, he was 80. Give me my mountain. <laughs> Give me more after the mountain. You know, he, he was just hungry for more. And uh, he kept his youth because he always had that vision alive in him that God, God promised me that mountain and I'm going to get it. It's mine. And he went for it. This year, um, I think it was, no, it was the end of last year, God dropped something in me to do for this year. And I had been asking God. I mean, God 
directs our prayers, doesn't he? And we start to pray things that we have no clue of how he's going to answer it. And I was feeling that, you know, I, I needed to stretch out more. I needed to enlarge my capacity in some way. And I, you know, you pray this through and then God just dropped it in my spirit. I want you to do the Kokoda Trek this year in Papua New Guinea. Now, if anyone knows me well, <laughs> Kokoda and me is like heaven and hell, really. <laughs> it, it really is. My five-star girl, you know, I like my showers, I like my toilets, um, I like clean clothes, you know, and, and this thing just, I couldn't shake it. And so I've said, okay, I've, I've thrown down the, the gauntlet and I said, okay, I, I'm going to do Kokoda. I'm going to do Kokoda. <laughs> but God kind of comes through the back door. He kind of tricks you. He's, and he's, he puts this on my heart and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. That's, that's okay. I'll do my training. I'm, I'm kind of into fitness a bit anyway, so I can do that. I can, you know, um, increase my fitness levels and all the rest of it. But I didn't count on part of the, the, the preparation process. The preparation process isn't so much running on flat ground anymore. The preparation process was to um, climb up mountains that weren't steady under your foot, that were slippery underfoot. And, you know, to get the fitness in, in your body, you've got to start climbing mountains. And uh, so, okay, off I go on my first trek, totally ill-equipped with uh, shoes that had no tread on them, um, a water bottle, <laughs> and that's about it. And I turn up to this place and I'm looking at this mountain. It was like so steep, I was facing the dirt. And I thought, well, where's the elevator? But, you know, and everyone turns up in their gear. They've got the hiking sticks, they've got the boots, they've got the water packs. And here am I thinking, you're kidding. This looks ridiculous. But there's, there's a preparation in the journey. And it was... Um, spoken by the, the uh, Jody this morning, there, there's preparation for the vision. There's hard work. That, that's, you know, it's getting up at the crack of dawn to, to do something that you don't particularly want to do, but you know that you've got to do it. If I don't put in the preparation, if I, <laughs> it's suicide. It's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, and I, it's not just physically. It costs it costs a lot of money <laughs> to get there. So now I've got to figure, okay, I'll have to raise the finances for this Kokoda trip. But there's more than that. There's fundraising on top of that. We are supporting global care um, farmers stricken in drought. Okay, so that's fundraising. Okay, that's, that's an event. Okay, get my head around that. But it, see how it stretches. This is all stretching me. It wasn't just... It started with the seed of an idea to let's, let's just do this hike. But this hike is, is involving people. It's, it's um, changing my schedule. 
It's making room for it in my life. That, and I don't like all of the, the bits and pieces that are associated with. You know, I've got to say no to some things to say yes to that. But a vision focuses you and gives you a target to hit. And sometimes we can wander around uh, in the wilderness kind of lost and kind of, you know, where, where, where's, where's the direction? Because you cannot see where you're going. You cannot see where you're aiming for. And it's, it's, we are designed for vision. We are designed to say, okay, this is where I'm going. With God, this is where I, I, I will do this. And I'm saying that in faith. With God, I will complete that thing. You know, and, and already, it's like suddenly, I, it's weird, this is what the, the way I'm wired, because I've made the decision, because I'm putting the preparation in, and I'm trying to get as many people as I can to enjoy the torture with. Sometimes I feel as if I'm actually on the thing. I, I can feel myself in the jungle. <laughs> I've got this jungle thing going on. You know, the, the heat and the... The, what, the wilderness, the mud. It rains in New Guinea nonstop. And you, you're sloshing up to mud. I don't want to turn you off, Kristen, just in case God is speaking to you right now. But is God speaking to you, Kristen? <laughs> Come on, girl. Come on. <laughs> Do it. Anyway, so... God does that expansive work in our hearts when we say, okay, I'm, I'm aiming for that. There's a preparation work. You know, quite often, on, on the, if you look at um, shows like The Biggest Loser, uh, I don't watch it <laughs> every week, but every now and then, you know, at, at the beginning of it, they're all, yes, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to, you know... I'm going to work hard and I'm going to lose all this weight. I'm going to change my life. They get on the treadmill. I can't do this. I want to go home. I'm missing my kids. And the, <laughs> it's like when, when the heat starts to come. We, we, we want to jump shit. <laughs> but God, it, it's, it's all the, the thing that... that God is firing up. The things that surface in us are the things that are alive in us, that are, is actually restricting us from making that step forward and finding your, your potential. And it's like Joshua had to drive out the, the high tights and the, you know, all the ites. They're the, they're the things that are, that, that are the thinking that pops up in our brains. They're the obstacles this is impossible. I can't do this. This is too hard. And it's, it's all but if God has said he's given it to you, he believes that you can do it. And so you've got to hook into that, that place beyond yourself and allow God to do that stretching work in you so he can fill you with the faith, with the boldness, with the tenacity, with the fight, with everything that you need to cross over into new territory. God said, courage, strength, Joshua. He said it three times. 
because Joshua needed the courage and the strength to cross over the Jordan and to engage with God in the fight of faith. You know, he he didn't just allow God to to do it all in a sense and we've got to engage in, in the fight of faith with him. We've got to connect with him. We've got to do our part of, of, of shifting the things that are keeping us in the mud and to break out. And sometimes we've got to do something crazy in the natural so it can translate in the, in, in the spiritual. And so, you know, we've got to constantly be moving the goalposts once you've, you've reached that goal, it's, it's got to shift into something else. I'm scaring myself even as I speak. Um, I'm not getting any younger. But uh, I'm just believing, you know, for this stage of my life, it's, it's kind of, okay, God, you said I can do this. The body's got to hold up. It's not what it used to be, but I, my confidence is in what you promised me to do. So... I'm going to do it, and it's going to happen. And like Joshua, God has given you promises to possess, territory you've yet to explore no matter where you are. That promise still stands. Okay. Joshua was faithful to another man's vision before God gave him the same one. Joshua had faithfully followed Moses before God had passed it on to him. You've got to be faithful in another man's vision before God will give you a vision and entrust you to lead others. Joshua had fought battles with Moses, faithfully followed him, worshipped with him. He was faithful to Moses and to God, even trusting God when they had to continue on in the desert for 40 years longer than he had expected. Joshua could have broke rank and said, I'm going after what God has has promised Moses because I've got the faith to do it. He could have broke rank. So it's, it's to get a vision, you've got to be faithful to another man's vision. Gary and I are faithful to the vision of Elevation Church where we attend. We are not the senior pastors, but we are undergirding a young pastor who is uh, 29. Um, so he's, he's, he's a young guy, you know, great young guy. He's, he's actually a good friend of um, Andrew, my second son. But we, Gary and I have got to get behind him and push him forward so that God gives us our vision. That's a key component Be faithful in another man's vision. Get behind this church's vision and God will bring you yours. It'll line up with what is going on here. Be a part, be involved and and see the direction that that will come in your life where, you know, the the target was was blurry. It'll, it'll, It'll become crystal clear. That's where I'm heading because you are undergirding the vision of this church. When you have a vision, it's time to lead. For Joshua, he had to shift his thoughts into believing he could lead these people. 
He, he was a, a follower. He had to arise from the ranks and now lead. Moses was gone and he was entering into a new realm of authority. And likewise, God wants to, us to move into new realms of authority where we take what God has promised. We will never see our full potential in the wilderness. We've got to move away from unbelief, move away from complaining about the same view that you've had year in, year out. Begin to take steps towards possessing what God has possessed for you. Leadership is action. And you may not see yourself as a leader, but when you decide to cross over into new territory, others will follow you. However, others may stay behind. There is, there's a pulling away. And sometimes we've got to pull away from things that are keeping us in the wilderness. Sometimes there's a defining line of a boundary has to happen in our relationships where I'm not going to give myself to that spirit anymore, to that spirit of complaint, to that spirit of I can't anymore. I can't give myself to there because if I do, I won't move out of the same view that I've been looking at for year in, year out. As a Christian, we're designed to lead others into what God has for them. There are people waiting for your decision to move into your promise because when you do, they'll step into their promise. Doors of opportunity have opened up for myself and Gary because other people have made their decision to move forward. So when one moves, there's a ripple effect where others, others are slotted in, okay? Somebody's moved there, so now I move here. When I've moved here, somebody else has moved here. There, there, there's movement that is created when we um, decide to get up from where we are and move ahead, move away from whatever is keeping you in the wilderness. You're, yes, we're all leading someone in our world, whether it's to stay in the wilderness or to cross over and take on new responsibilities. It's up to you and not God. God has already gone before us. God has prepared the way for us. God says it is yours for the taking. He guarantees victory. It's, it's a win-win situation. It is a win-win for you. If he guarantees victory... Victory is guaranteed. <laughs> Does that sound rocket science? <laughs> I tend to try and keep it real simple. <laughs> and what we need to do now is just move. Wilderness thinking believes that you can't move. Wilderness thinking believes I'm just trapped. I'm imprisoned. You know, and I know what it is. To, to feel that. I know what it is to feel dis, disempowered to make a decision. But the, the empowerment comes when you hear the word of God and you shift your thinking. You are not powerless. You are powerful and you have power to make the decision in your mind. Nobody's playing mind control. You have the power of your thoughts to shift something there. Shift the I can't to I can. Shift the, the I'm, I'm trapped to, no, I'm, I'm free. I can do 
I can step out of here. And you can. It's, it's a lie of the, man, the enemy to say, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in here for life. The change happens when you shift your thinking and you start to break out. Wilderness thinking feels that it's up to somebody else to move. You can move away from discouragement. You can move away from despair. You can move away from circumstances that have held you bound for years. But you've got to rise up and cross over in your thinking and in your perceptions. Our actions follow our thought life. Where are your thoughts leading you? Whether you think you can or whether you can't, you're right. Again, it's simple, isn't it? If you think you can, you will. If you think you can't, you won't. And we've got to drive out what is stopping us. Okay, I'm just running through here. And I'll just quickly finish with uh, Joshua 1, verse 16 to 18. It says, So they answered Joshua, this is the army, All that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, in all that you command him, shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful for a leader to hear the words, we're with you all the way. We are all in. We are for you. We believe in you. Come on. Strength and courage. Lead us. I love strong leadership even for my own life. I feel there's this just such security in, in, in when a leader says, okay, here we are now. Now we're stepping out. There's more to do. And, and, and it breeds momentum. It breeds excitement. There's, you know, it stirs things up and it creates an environment of faith. But if we resist it, that environment of unbelief just resists and pulls, pulls back. And if you're resisting... Who else, is, who else is resisting with you? As I said, you are leading someone somewhere. And if you're in the wilderness, that's where the people around you will stay. It's time for us to rise as leaders in this hour. It really is. Every, every one of us carries that responsibility. Time to arise and just to, just to get that adventurous spirit back in, in, your, in your heart and, and just say, let's go for it. You know, let's get behind Josh and Chris, Kristen. I'm sure you all do, but I'm, I'm just feeling that there, there's a, a greater push, a greater wind of the spirit that is coming that's going to surge you quickly. And if you're not all in with the vision, with the heart of this church, you'll find, where, where's God? You'll find things will dry up. 
in your life because God has moved. And this is a moving ship. COC is a moving ship. It's going from strength to strength. It is, it is, and when you move, God, I see God bring people in that will carry the momentum, the right people, the, the, the same people with that, that spirit, that youthful spirit. There's nothing more contagious than an, an alive sense of faith, of we can do all things. Let's go for this. Let's see this place full. Let's see this community change. You know, let's... And, and when you work towards that, see what comes out of you. See what drops off you. And it's time just to drop some things off so that you can move forward. Drop the weights. Drop... It might be fear... It might be the same old excuse that's been running around your head and it's created a groove that's there. I just pray that the Spirit brings an awakening of what you're really thinking because thoughts like that are not part of you. That's, that's not who you are. You are called to conquer. You are called to possess. You are designed to have a fight in you to go for things. There's no, there's no room for cop-outs in this time. The world awaits. They're not looking for perfection. They're not looking for a facade of good works. They're looking for a faith dynamic that loves God and believes that change is, is evident, that change is possible, and that you can do mighty things, amazing things. In God, in God. So we'll just stand and pray. That's all right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just pray that you move, Lord, that you touch hearts, Lord. And Father God, I just see. Um, chains being broken in people's minds despondent to spare hearts coming alive and awakening to your call that this is not a word for the pastor that is not a, a word for someone who looks like they've got it all this is a word for you personally it's like the finger of God is, is on you as individuals today. And the Lord would say, where are you resisting? Would you come into a higher view? For I have much to show you. I have much for you yet to explore. You are not the person that you think that you are. For you have a conquering spirit you have the same spirit that I have and I love to win. <laughs> and I have one for you. So partake of the victory and let it exhilarate you. Let it excite you. Allow your imaginations to go, to look up into the horizon, to look up from where you are now into the horizon. For it is limitless.
It is limitless. There are no limits. There are no limits to what you can do. And I declare that these people will have wings to soar as eagles, that they will fly above their circumstances and that they will explore uncharted territory. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus, come on up high. Come up where I am. It's amazing. It's exciting. It's full of joy, full of liberty, full of freedom. For that is what you, where you're called to go. It is not a restrictive walk. It is not a ball and chain walk that I've, I've designed for your life. But it is a life of flying in the spirit realm. Flying with me. Flying and, and doing amazing things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Well, we pray you've been blessed by this message from Noosa Christian Outreach Church. For more information, please check out our website at www.noosacoc.org.au. See you soon.